In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the cruise capital of the world in Miami, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. Doug is down at the annual Cruise Industry Conference, Cruise Shipping Miami at the Miami Beach Convention Center. We'll check in with him in just a moment. He'll have the latest cruise news coming out of Miami. Uh, Charles Robertson, CEO of American Cruise Lines, will be stopping by. And editor-in-chief of CruiseCritic.com will see him as well. All right, Doug, what's up? Joining us now on Cruise Radio, as he does every week at the Miami Beach Convention Center, it's Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy. How are you doing, man? Doug, it is great to see you. A lot of announcements this week. Uh, let's kick it right off. Norwegian Cruise Lines announced some new details on their Norwegian Breakaway. Yeah, the Breakaway is going to have some some very unique features, and uh, fans of A Night at the Roxbury, uh, you know, the movie, <laughs> you know, Will Ferrell are going to love this. because, it, Well, if you remember the end of the movie where they had that bar that was inside out, mm-hmm. it's going to be very reminiscent to what they're going to be doing. They're going to have the waterfront, so they're going to have open-air boardwalks, they're going to have restaurants and bars and all kinds of entertainment across three decks, so it's going to be pretty exciting, and, uh, you know, they've taken certain similarities, you know, with celebrity with the, you know, the on the on silhouette and reflection with the um, the grill, you know, so they're taking the dining restaurants, you know, a lot of the things that, let's say, Carnival has recently announced and put on uh, some innovations onto their ships where they're making the deck space more of a, more active for their passengers and to be more utilized. NCL's taking it to another extreme. And let me tell you, I think it's going to make a huge difference uh, for NCL. Their passengers, I think, are going to love it because it's just going to really take what we called on Epic as being an entertainment mecca Mm -hmm. to a whole other level. And if you want to see a rendering of those new spaces, check it out at cruiseradio.net. I put it up uh, earlier today. Also, Princess Cruises announced yesterday a couple of new dining experiences. Well, it, what's going to be interesting is they've, they've realized their passengers want, uh, they, they're going to spend more time in the buffets. So their uh, Horizon Court is going to be uh, greatly expanded, uh, which is going to make, there's going to be more rooms, there's going to be more stations for their passengers, which may be you know, a little more reminiscent of what Celebrity has done, Royal Caribbean and NCL have done with their, their action stations, the different states to get people out of the lines and be able to offer much more variety. So, uh, you know, another very good innovation. So this week is all about the cruise industry uh, here in Miami Beach, and there were some uh, big financial impacts that the cruise industry has had on New York City recently announced. Doug, that's right. Mayor Michael Bloomberg in New York said that the cruise industry has generated a $239 million impact on New York City. Um, you know, they've had um, a record year of 632,000 passengers and crew uh, who they claim spent about $150 million, uh, in the city while boarding the ship. And embarking passengers have spent about $120 million, half of which were spent in hotels. So a lot of people are coming into New York, spending, you know, night, you know a few nights in the hotels, restaurants, and all the different entertainment venues. Look, it's New York. It's one of yeah. the greatest cities in the world. Yeah, it's like Venice. You can't just go there and say, you've got to have a couple of days uh, pre- or post-cruise. Uh, and speaking of New York, this Disney Fantasy left there uh, a couple of weeks ago, but their first revenue sailing isn't until the end of the month. So is the ship just docked uh, at Port Canaveral for... It's actually on a second sailing. I mean, this okay. week it actually made its inaugural debut in Grand Cayman. It, it was in Cozumel, uh, heading back to Canaveral. They're going to do some industry functions. What they're doing is it's really getting the crew trained and finishing the ship. So the, the service and the experience are up to Disney standards, and it's going to offer a fantastic experience when the very first cruise begins from Canaveral on March 31st. So she's not just tied up for 20 days or so? No, she she is in heavy training modes right now. 
Celebrity Cruises announced they're putting a Solstice-class ship in Alaska. Is this a first for them? Well, all I can say, Doug, is finally. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the ship debuted in 2008, and uh, so that's 2013, so it's about four and a half, almost five years since uh, Solstice-class uh, debuted. And, yes, this will be the first time that a Solstice-class ship will be in Alaska in this week. What was We, we knew it was going to be up in Alaska, but we didn't know whether it was going to do the one-way between Vancouver and Anchorage, but uh, it is going to be doing seven-night round trip out of Seattle, which is going to be terrific. And cheaper to get to, right? Well, Seattle is much less expensive, yeah. so it, it's going to be it's going to be terrific for Alaska next year. Will that put some competition up against Holland America out of Seattle? Well, I mean, there, there's always competition between Holland America and Princess mm-hmm. and, and Celebrity. But, I mean, it, you know, to have a Solstice-class ship up there, uh, you know, the, the passengers are very loyal to their brands. Sure. But, you know, this is a gorgeous ship, and, you know, to be able to to experience this, you know, 122,000 ton ship in Alaska for the very first time. I think there's going to be a lot of very excited people to to get up there on the ship. Big week this week at a cruise shipping Miami. Two new ship orders announced. There was one that was expected, which was uh, MSC Cruises uh, has been in negotiations with, uh, you know, a shipyard uh, to take over the hull of a ship that was being built for uh, the Libyan government, but uh, that went... Uh, that that deal went south a long time ago, even before you know the fall of Gaddafi. But uh, it is it is very similar in design and structure, you know, structurally similar to uh, MSC's Fantasia class ships. So everyone knew that it, it would just make most sense for them to take it over. They did, and uh, it will uh, enter service uh, actually next year. So that that's a good move. And then American Cruise Lines on the riverboat side uh, has the. Uh, Mississippi, you know, has has a ship under construction now, a brand new 150 passenger ship. So at Cruise Shipping Miami, they announced that uh, they're going to have a second brand new ship. This is a heck of a commitment yeah. uh, on these on these uh, you know Mississippi River cruises. Mm-hmm. So there there must be a great deal of demand because we've also got the Great American Riverboat. Yeah. Uh, you know, those guys are actually going to be sailing very very soon. And actually, coming up after the break, we'll be talking to the CEO of American Cruise Lines, uh, Charles Robertson. Stuart, always a pleasure to see you, man. Thanks Sorry. for being here. Always a pleasure, and, uh, you know, hey, get out there and cruise. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. 
tripinsurance.com. Joining us now on Cruise Radio is the CEO of American Cruise Lines, Mr. Charles Robertson. Uh, Mr. Robertson, welcome to Cruise Radio, sir. Thank you very much. First of all, i got to say congrats on the uh, the new ship build announcement today. Is, is this going to be the sister ship to the Queen of the Mississippi? It'll be a slightly larger um, vessel, so it won't be an exact sister ship, but it'll be along the same lines. River cruising is just getting so popular these days. What do you attribute the rise in river cruising to? I think part of it is that the newer ships are just better, especially in the United States. The mm-hmm. ships that were built tend to... 20, 30 years ago, uh, have much smaller staterooms. They're more high density. They don't have private balconies and satellite TV and Wi-Fi. And the amenities that people want to have today, the more elegant food service and room service and so on. What kind of demographic cruises American Cruise Lines? Generally affluent, well-traveled, well-educated. Um, probably 45-plus in most cases, although we're seeing a lot more younger people than we used to. I was going to say, are you seeing families on there now? We're seeing a lot of families. That's cool. And i got to say, the, uh, cruising down the Mississippi really strikes me because it's just so rich in heritage. For the passengers that are, will be or maybe considering cruising the Mississippi River, what can they expect? Well, it's a delightful experience. It's right through the essential fabric of America. Right, exactly. And uh, um, we've woven in that fabric is the you know, stories of Tom Sawyer and Mark Twain and Samuel mm-hmm. Clemens and at all the river towns. It's a, it's a culture and a heritage that is unique to the United States, and I think people both here and abroad want to experience that. Will there be any overnighting in ports? There will be some overnighting in port. The new vessels like ours are a little faster, so there's a little more time to spend in port, and there's a little less cruising at night, which uh, people like to see it in the daytime. Mm-hmm. So We saw the video of them installing the paddle wheel on the Queen of the Mississippi uh, last week. Is the paddle wheel actually propelling the ship, or is that more of a look thing these days? It is. Um, we can run the ship with just the paddle wheel, but wow. we, we also have two Z-drives tucked in there as oh, well, cool. <laughs> which is similar to what the old Delta Queen boats right. all had Z-drives as well. Sure. But it, it is a functioning, fully operational paddle wheel, and at times, especially downriver, we run the boat on just the paddle wheel. Oh. He is the CEO of American Cruise Lines, Mr. Charles Robertson. Mr. Robertson, thanks for being on Cruise Radio, sir. Thank you very much. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Joining us now on Cruise Radio is Vicki Garcia. She's the Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Cruise Planners American Express. Vicki, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Okay, so you deal a lot on the consumer side of things with travel and cruise travel in particular. Post-Concordia, are people still cruising? Absolutely. We didn't see any kind of drop-off after the Concordia event uh, at all. We have over 800 uh, home-based franchise mm-hmm. owners, travel agents, and they truly had no, no cancellations, no drop-off. We've had actually a stronger year this year than last year. So you had like zero cancellations across the board? I think we had three, three. that were related, okay. and it was just you know fear of travel, but right. it was so minimal, and they've already rebooked all three of them. Speaking of the fear of travel and people who may be considering buying a cruise and, and haven't yet, and maybe the Concordia thing is scaring them off, um, can we expect any sweet deals or incentives for uh, future bookings? I think now in general is the time where sweet deals are out there. I don't know if it's necessarily post-Concordia. It's just now's the time to book. Most cruise lines expect to, to fill 70 to 80% of all of their inventory sure. before the end of March. So that's when the deals, now's when the deals are out there. If I was looking to buy, I wouldn't wait for anything because right. then you're not going to get the cabin you want or the, you know, the destination yeah. you want. So don't hold off for a deal. Let's shift gears and talk about river cruising because uh, so when I think of river cruising, I think of like really old people sailing on rivers in Europe. But it's not like that anymore. It's, it's trending younger now, right? 
Absolutely, because I like the river cruise. So okay, you just so. called me young. So um, actually, the funny thing is, is I just spoke about that a little bit ago, is river cruising is multi-generational now. It used to be every picture, everything you saw was, you know, everyone had white hair. Are you sure? Um, now there's groups of multi-generational going. There's some teenagers going with their families. Mm-hmm. It just offers a great um, way to see small ports of call and really get into the culture of, of that area. And the cool thing about river cruising is the entertainment on board is from each port of call. So it's not like you're, you know, you have the one flamenco dancer that's on the ship right. the whole week with you. It truly is, they'll bring on in one port of call entertainment from Vienna. So it's really, you're really immersing yourself into that, sure. into that experience. Are you seeing a lot of people cruising in the U.S.? We are seeing a big pickup on that. I mean, we've just added a couple of vendors to, to our portfolio, just looking at, because clients are wanting to cruise in the Mississippi and the U.S. So it's definitely picking up considerably this year. She is the Executive Vice President of Cruise Planners, American Express, Vicki Garcia. Thank you so much for being on Cruise Radio. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. This is Cruise Radio. Joining us now on Cruise Radio is Editor-in-Chief of CruiseCritic.com, Carolyn Spencer-Brown. Carolyn, welcome to Cruise Radio. Hi, Doug. It's great to be here. Okay, so over the past year, so many cruise lines have been so food-intensive. We had, like last October, Funship 2.0. Is food starting to make the cruise? I think food traditionally has always made the cruise. What the big difference is these days is that it used to be about quantity, about, you know, feeding 24 hours a day, all-you-can-eat buffets, chocolate buffets, crazy buffets. And now it's more selective, but the food is still paramount to the experience. Who is kind of the trailblazer for specialty restaurants on cruise ships? Well, I think there are two. One was Norwegian Cruise Line, which was the first line to have an alternative restaurant. This is way before the whole Norwegian freestyle kind of concept. They had they introduced one alternative restaurant on a ship, and I think this was in the 80s. Um, and, and, and that was massively revolutionary. Nobody had ever heard of that. You dined the same time every night, the same people, whether you knew them or not. Um, that was the way it was. And so this was the first step. The second step, and what took it to the next level, I think, was Celebrity, which came in in the late 90s and said, okay, we, had, we didn't pioneer this, but we're going to make this different. And they came in and, and just really added all sorts of different kinds of restaurants and really upped the quality and the, and the exclusivity of the experience. Is it a good idea for folks who may be considering trying a specialty restaurant to maybe try to make those reservations ahead of time? Well, it's really important to first distinguish between specialty restaurant because there are very formal ones that cost $80 like Remy does on Disney Dream and Fantasy. And then there are very casual ones like the hot dog stand on Allure and Oasis that don't cost you anything extra. You've already paid for that. So I think it's really important to to kind of figure out what what you really want to do. If you really know that you want a certain night in a restaurant, it's a special occasion, honeymoon, a birthday, whatever – um, an anniversary, then you should book it in, book it ahead. If not, uh, I think you should book it when you get on board. I find the one thing I find, the one downside I find of all this great um, energy about alternative restaurants is now, if you really want to get into the really good ones on a ship, you have to schedule yourself ahead of time, sure, which kind yeah. of defeats the whole point mm-hmm. of you know kind of living kind of day to day on a cruise on a cruise. Yeah, totally. And some of these specialty restaurants are are quite pricey, like you were saying, Remy, on um, the Dream and Fantasy. Do you think that the value is comparable to the quality of food? I think in most cases, you are getting more value when you pay a fee to eat at a restaurant. But in some cases, and this was um, a point that was made at at the Prince's press conference the other day about the new restaurants and and charging nominal fees, um, is that... The extra surcharges are sometimes, not in the case of an $80 Remy or a $40 Murano on on Celebrity, but in the case of some restaurants, it's used as inventory control, meaning if everybody on the ship wants to eat at a place, there's no possible way for that 
for that restaurant to accommodate, you know, 3,000 people in a seven-day period. So they have to charge money to weed out the ones who are serious right. about it. Is there a downside to eating at these restaurants? I think there are two possible downsides that it's important for, for cruise travelers to, to watch out for. One is the perception that you have to pay $40 to get a, a decent meal on a ship. Um, the main dining room should always have food to a certain standard, service to a certain standard. Um, and we do hear reports at Cruise Critic of people, of, of, of cruise lines cutting back on the main dining room to get people to spend the extra 30 bucks in the steakhouse. But we really um, encourage you to, to, to pick a sh- cruise line that does really care about the main restaurant that you've already paid for in your cruise fare. Um, the second thing is to watch out for uh, kind of a, a price creep. And we see this with celebrity especially, sure. um, where uh, in the past year, in the middle of a recession, celebrity raised the prices to get into its main restaurants by 20%. And I don't know about you, but that's a big chunk of cash, 20%, mm-hmm. um, in a time when everybody is, is really pinching pennies. And so um, the fees are going up. The extras that they're providing you in those restaurants are going up. We've heard stories of, of customers in these restaurants being presented with roses and then asked for their 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 sale and sign car afterwards card afterwards which i thought was highly tacky in a restaurant that charges forty dollars to get in so be careful be an educated consumer for a family of four to eat like on the on a disney ship that could be almost four hundred dollars like do you have any advice or tips when for families that are looking to maybe check out specialty restaurants and may not have that kind of budget well i mean i certainly wouldn't take a family of four to remy on disney dream or fantasy as, as marvelous as it is i mean to me that would be my husband and myself uh, because it's just too expensive at eighty dollars a person unless the kids are inordinately sophisticated. But I think what you want to do is what are the kids like? What is your budget? Figure that out before you even get started. And then remember that the kids' clubs do offer evening services. So if you if you and your husband or you and your partner want to go out and do your own thing, the kids don't necessarily have to come. And that's kind of maybe a little bit of a nice night off for you. Very good advice, Carolyn. She is the editor-in-chief of CruiseCritic.com. Carolyn Spencer-Brown, thank you so much for being on Cruise Radio. That's great. Thanks. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we're on the Stitcher Radio Network, the best way to listen to Cruise Radio. It is a free app for your smartphone. Just go to cruiseradio.net, click on the Stitcher Radio icon, and get the latest cruise news. Stay on top of it all. You can sign up for the email alerts on our homepage. Again, go to cruiseradio.net and simply fill out your email address in the upper right-hand corner. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, and on behalf of Doug Parker at Cruise Shipping Miami, this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.